to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. I think, I think that's all the announcements. So let's get to tonight's topics. Our first topic is I want to tell you more about this road trip that I just did. To kick off Native American Heritage Month, we had a big epic road trip and also to kick off a new page we have on powwows.com and that is explorenative.travel. It is part of powwows.com but we gave it a nice pretty name to help you remember explorenative.travel. We want to help you find more native culture when you're out on vacation, traveling whatever. When you're going to a new place, go to explorenative.travel and we're going to have resources to help you find more native culture. I really want people to work that more into their into their trips and into their life. It's really awesome. So we, we did that on this recent trip. So I want to talk all about it. Let's see. First, we'll start off with, um, I'm so thankful and appreciative to the Choctaw Nation. They hosted us out. Um, they hosted us out for their Choctaw days, and then they hired powwows.com to do their live stream of the powwow. But let's talk about Choctaw Day first. That is a one-day event that they do at their Choctaw Cultural Center, which is an amazing facility world-class museum quality facility with their exhibits and their and, and all the stuff they have going on there. And then, then dur- on top of that, during Choctaw Days, they had some special events. So let me show you a little bit of that. So first of all, here's some pictures I took of the center itself. Show And they show the history of the Choctaw people from the very beginning um, all the way to modern day. And you can see here, you know, the, they are a mound tribe. Um, here's some of their craft work. Uh, and this was really cool. Was again a part of their modern histories. They had some exhibits highlighting some of their tribal members and kind of telling more about them and some of the things that they've done. It's a really, really beautiful facility. I was so impressed. And on here's one of the things that was really cool. This is um, uh, I don't know if you can hear that or not, but this is. Um, they did Choctaw hymn singing as an uh, exhibit. We got this posted on our Instagram and Facebook if you want to go check that out. So amazing. And I thought this was really, really cool is at the Cultural Center. They, of course, have a cafe, a little, little place you can in, enjoy. Um, but they actually serve Choctaw dishes. And the prices was one of the things that blew me away. First of all, the, uh, back it up. The food was absolutely amazing. So here's some um, grilled pork with some beans. This was probably my favorite thing ever. I, I know a lot of people in Oklahoma had had this. I had not had it before. This is grape dumplings. Fantastic. We had it another another time during the weekend. Really, really good. Um, so here's some more of the dishes. Uh, this was their um, dessert, uh, a, a turtle cake or something. I don't remember. Um, but look at the prices. <laughs> we ordered a whole bunch so we could try lots of different things. So f- a, first of all, a fountain drink and a... And an unsweet tea for a dollar a piece? What do, when's the last time you ordered a drink for a dollar? Um, yeah, Hillbilly Queen says food looks delicious. It was, it, it was so good. So that is really, again, as you're out and about on these travels, this is an easy way to enjoy a little bit of native culture when you're at the cultural center. And they had other things too. They had, you know, cheeseburgers and pizzas and other stuff too. But hey, order a couple of these things and just try it. You know, I mean, like the grape dumpling was $3. We should have ordered two of those. Anyways. So that was, um, here's, oh, let me, I'm going to get to that in a second. So the, um, the other part of the Choctaw days was a really special thing that we got to do. And I was so excited 
as a Disney fan to be invited to go to this. If you are a Marvel fan or a Disney fan, maybe you've been following along and if you watched Hawkeye, the series, last year when it came out. Um, hold on, I see a question. Do Hillbilly Queen, do they have veggie food? Yeah, they had all kinds of different options, a lot, a lot of different things. It was really cool. Um, and so if you're a Marvel fan or a Disney fan, you, you've been watching these series, you know that there was a character introduced in Hawkeye called Echo. Echo is Choctaw. And so the Choctaw tribe has been working with Marvel. Even cooler, Marvel came to them two years ago and created a partnership, which I think is really cool. We heard a, a, people in the tribe talk about it. The chief talked about it, and um, I, I got to sit next to one of the um, language experts, and she told us all about it, and it really was a partnership. Um, Marvel came to the Choctaw tribe and said, look, we're going to tell this story, and we want you guys to guide us, not not to be advisors, but to really tell us what direction we need to head, how we need to do it, and make sure that we are doing it all right. So super, super cool. It took them two years to do this. They worked with the tribe for all of that. Um, here's a short little clip about it. It is, it is called Echo. It is going to be a five-part series on Disney+. Plus. Um, and again, you can see a powwow scene there. Lots of action. Um, to quote the Choctaw chief, Echo is a badass. She, she is fierce. She's going to be a great character to watch. This is the first series that, or movie that, uh, Disney Marvel has done that is going to have an MA TV rating. It is going to be a little more violent. It's going to have a little more language than normal. And they're going to tell the story in a different way. And so cool. So cool. We got to watch the first two episodes. We were able to go to the world premiere of the first two episodes. And it is good. It is really good. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are, it's, 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 it's Marvel, right? It, there, there's some surprises. There's twists already in these first two episodes. Uh, Michael Gabbard, who I talked about earlier, who does our live streaming uh, and Dolores, they were with us too. And their daughter went down when they were filming this a, a year or so ago and she was able to get, be on the set and be an extra. And they actually got to spot her in the second episode. That was really cool too. Um, and so the, uh, we understand that the third and fourth, fifth episode are going to have more powwow scenes and some other, uh, they're going to have a stickball scene. It's going to be awesome. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was a red carpet event. They had at the cultural center um, outfits, costumes. Oh, I'm, you're not seeing that. Sorry. Um, outfits and costumes that were actually used in the movie. These are very detailed and have lots of uh, Choctaw uh, symbols and meaning woven into them. Um, hard to talk about that without giving some things away, but there are little touches all throughout this. Um, and they use Choctaw language. Here's a really cool thing and why they use Choctaw language experts. The trailer has already been subtitled in Choctaw and dubbed in Choctaw, and all episodes will be released dubbed in Choctaw as well as subtitled in Choctaw. That is amazing that Disney's going through the effort of doing this and working with the tribe to make sure that this Choctaw story is told in a way that works with the tribe. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Jim says that it's so good that they went to the tribe first. Yes, it was. It's really cool to see that this was a true partnership. The uh, director was there. The executive producer was there. Unfortunately, none of the actors could be there because this was be during the strike. So they weren't there, but we were able to hear from a, a couple of folks from Disney Marvel. So that was Choctaw Day. Do I have 
Okay, yes, that was Choctaw Day. Then that was Friday. We spent Saturday and Sunday at the Choctaw Powwow. And if you haven't been to this, it's in Durant, Oklahoma, um, at their casino, their event center. They had some incredible specials. I was so impressed with some of the specials they had. This one was a fan favorite of the weekend. This was the women's fancy dance special. And these these ladies put on a show. Um, they put on the bustles and really tore it up. They they did fantastic. It was really fun to watch. That was awesome. They also had a um, cradle board special that was really amazing to watch. Uh, my favorite video of the weekend is I took this video as the buckskin ladies were coming into the grand entry. And just to see these dresses and these ladies coming in in sync like that, whew, it was good stuff. Really, really good. The powwow was fantastic. They they do a very good job there. Um, first time I've been, uh, we've streamed it for several years, uh, thanks again to Michael. Um, so I was glad to finally get to go myself and see it. Um, they have a great facility there, their event center. It's a nice big place for their powwow. And then you're right there at the casino too, if you want to stay there or um, go over and enjoy some of that. Okay. So that was the first weekend of the trip. We, we flew out on a Thursday, did the Choctaw Day and Echo on Friday, did the powwow Friday, Sunday. Monday, <laughs> thanks to frequent flyer miles, we were able to make all this work. Um, we were able to fly from, well, we drove down to Dallas, Fort Worth and flew from Dallas up to Seattle, you know, I'm from South Carolina. So this was a, this was a long trip for us. Uh, and we'd never been to Washington state. So I was super excited to finally get to go to Washington state. We went up there for a, a couple of things. Again, going back to, we really want to kick off explore native travel and show you how you can find native culture everywhere. And we found a ton of it in Seattle. The first thing we did, and I was really excited to be able to do this and work with, because we've worked with them for so long, is we went and visited with 8th Generation. I'm working on a video now. We um, spent some time with the CEO, and Colleen, and their staff. They showed us their store uh, that's down by the market in Seattle. And then we went um, 10 miles out of town and to their warehouse, their facility there. And so I'm working on a video. We'll have a longer um, interview with her and show you some of the other things going on. But so I do have a few pictures. I want to talk about um, their, them as a company. One of the things that eighth generation does so well is that they partner with amazing native artists. So all of the things they have, um, let me back up to the picture of the blanket. Uh, well, you can't see it in this picture, but all the blankets have leather tags on them that tell you that who created the design and they always credit their artist they pay their artists a commission on every piece that is sold. It is not just a one-time uh, art fee. Very impressive. And they have a ton of things other than blankets. These little um, espresso cups are super cool. Um, here's some of their towels. Uh, really nice. And they just started doing some jewelry, and they're casting some of this in Seattle. So this was one of the things that was so amazing to see is that they are now producing their – um, this blanket was one of them, these knitted blankets, they're producing them in Seattle. And it's, it's like watching a old dot matrix printer. It's ma this machine is made up of hundreds and hundreds of needles that is doing the, like the crocheting kind of thing and knitting this blanket together. Um, they showed us a little bit of how it works. It's actually almost two blankets that kind of 
weave together to form the one piece because this side you can see has the the black pattern and the white background. The other side will have black background with white pattern. And it kind of does the two blankets at the same time and it in pieces it joins together. It's hard to explain, but it was really amazing to watch. And it just comes right out of this machine. And then, of course, then they have to work on it and do some hand touches to make it. Um, and so, for example, here I have more. Like, So here's a picture of the machine. You can see here all of these crazy little things on here. Um, there's all the thread going in. It really was amazing to see. Uh, so thankful that 8th Generation let us go up there. Again, they put these on here showing you who made the blanket, giving you lots of details on every single piece. Um, here is the blankets drying after they come off the printer and they, and they wash them. Um, here's some of the jewelry again, more of their facility. Um, they're taking some of their seconds and making other things into them. Like these, um, stockings, they've got some knit caps coming out. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that. I hope so. Um, but yeah, and they've 70 blankets designed with artists so far. And that was, and they said that was actually old. They're, that number is much higher now. So that was the first day we were in Seattle. We went and spent um, most of the day with them. It was really, really cool to see that. Um, again, never having been to Seattle or Washington State, loved seeing it's a wholly, totally different place out there than what we're used to in South Carolina. The next day, we headed out to, um, oh gosh, what's the name of the island? Um, I'm going to have to Google it. Cause I'm going to say it wrong if I don't, um, Bainbridge Island, Bainbridge Island. We took the ferry over to Bainbridge Island and we were able to visit. I'm going to scroll down here and show you. We were able to visit. Um, here we go. Here's the picture. We were able to visit the chief Kitsap Academy. This is a school six to 12 grades. Um, about 95 students and it is um, a tribally run school and it is offered to tribal kids first and then they have do have some non-tribal kids but our uh, students but they one of the cool things about the school is besides it being on an amazing piece of property and facility is that they spend half the day on regular academics and they spend the other half of the day doing cultural things and traditional things so the day we were there um they it was day like three or four of this project they had been doing. Um, let me go forward a couple of pictures, and you can see here. Um, and I, we'll have an interview with some of the folks there. This is Baron. I got to um, hang out with him a little bit. But this was they were doing a sea uh, to um, table kind of project. They had gone out, and two days before we got there, they had gone out with nets and caught salmon. The day before we got there, they had gone to the processing facility and helped actually, you know, cut the salmon up, um, and harvest it and have it ready. And then the day we were there, they, at the school, they had brought all the salmon. They were putting it on the cedar uh, stakes and taking it in. Here's some more pictures into their smokehouse. Uh, let me, I'll fast forward down here. And so here's what it looked like when they put it in the smokehouse. They actually gave us a couple of, uh, uh cans of their stuff they did last year. So cool. Um, so, but the reason we were out there is that if you've followed along, uh, you know that I am a big disc golfer. Here, let me show you how beautiful this piece of property is. This is the school, one of the places here at the school. Um, 
was this tribal land? A good question. Uh, yes, this is tribal land. Um, part of it uh, is being used for it, it is tribal land, and there, there's uh, it's adjacent to some other stuff too. But we were able to partner with the Paul Macbeth Foundation. Paul Macbeth is a, a professional disc golfer, and his foundation has been working to build disc golf courses all over the world, um, especially places where young people, students, maybe not have easy access to play disc golf. He really wants to help grow the sport and make it a global sport. And he's built courses in South America, Africa, in Europe. And he recently built them on two tribal locations, one being Shift Kitsap Academy. Uh, Palos.com was able to sponsor that and, and, and be one of the one of the sponsors of those two courses. So it was really cool that when I found out we were going to Seattle, that the course was right there and we were able to go visit the course and you can see this is one of my shots. Um, and we were able to play. It's a nine-hole course on a gorgeous piece of property. Um, really loved getting to play that. Didn't score the best, but I think I did pretty good. I was I was three over par, not bad. And on the last hole, one of the guides there, or one of the people that was there helping us, Brandon, his, his wife is the um, uh, uh, athletic director and a teacher there. Uh, Brandon played around with us as well as Baron, who you saw a picture of earlier helping with the salmon. But on the last hole, uh, Brandon actually threw it in right off the tee, got an ace. Really cool to see. Uh, first time I'd seen an ace in person uh, while I was playing. That was kind of cool. Um, but you can see here, it is a great course. And we were excited to be able to partner with Paul Macbeth and build this course for the students. It's going to be a great thing for them to be able to play the sport, learn the sport. Um, and who knows, maybe one of them will decide to, to make a career out of it, maybe go on the professional disc golf tour because there, there is a professional disc golf tour. Um, so really cool to be able to do that. That was day two of our trip. It's a lot, right? Yeah, we crazy, crazy thing to embark on all of this. So day, day three, we did some tourist stuff and kind of, um, oh, I know, I'm sorry, after, the, after we went to this, we drove over while we were still on the island and got to visit the uh, Squamish Museum. Uh, again, I'll have some more uh, longer videos coming out about this, um, but they had a nice uh, museum there with some exhibits and telling some of the history of the Squamish people. Uh, really cool, uh, nice facility there. So we did that. The next day we did some tours, things took some tours. We saw the underground in Seattle, if you've never seen that. Really cool history of, of why they have an underground and the fact that you can walk underneath the sidewalks um, and through some of the stores underneath all of that. It's really, really interesting. Um, we did a food tour of the market. I highly recommend if you ever get to Seattle, go and try all the food at the market. Um, such fun. I mean, look, this this is some of the stuff we ate on the tour. Um, crazy. Uh the market is just literally dozens and dozens of shops. Uh, what I thought was really interesting is that if you're a company and want to set up at the market, you cannot be an established com company. This has to be your first location. So there is a Starbucks there, but it was the very first Starbucks. So they're still allowed to be there in the market, even though they're this big international company, because it was the original Starbucks location. So we did that. Then our last day, we went over to the chief Seattle facility and chief, uh, chief Seattle foundation. I think's the name. Um, 
it is a facility that works to help tribal homeless um, with some resources, with housing. And as part of that, they have the All All Cafe, which is a Native American run and Native American food based cafe, which helps fund the Chief Seattle Club. That's the, sorry, that's the name. So I'll show you a little bit about this. Again, we'll have more content and longer information coming out. I just want to give a sneak peek of some of the things we did. This is some of the artwork they have. Uh, interviewed the uh, manager there. They sell a lot of uh, prepackaged things too. This is some coffee. They had some, you know, like uh, honeys and syrups. There, come on. There we go. Nope. Okay, I'm gonna flip back to me while this while iCloud decides to whether or not it's gonna show pictures or not. Okay, and then they uh, they sell out of this very quickly, but they were able. We told them we were coming ahead of time, so they were able to save us too. This is their bison tacos. Man, this was one of the best things we had the whole trip. These things are delicious. If you're in Seattle, stop by here and ask for this. They had some um, sauces, this blueberry hot sauce. Whoo, so good, so good. Um, and some muffins and cornbread. Um, this parfait was fantastic with native honey and, and other things in it. So good. So that was kind of the last stop on our tour. Um, yeah. So that was kind of it. We culture, Choctaw Cultural Day. We went to, or Choctaw Day at the Cultural Center. We went to the Choctaw Powwow. Went to visit eighth generation Kitsap over on the island. The Squamish Museum. All All Cafe. So we did all of that. Again, just to encourage you, go find something when you're on your next road trip. There, there's, you know, even if we, we haven't built all of our resources out on Explore Native, but we're adding more and more. But find a restaurant, find a museum, find a store, go and, and look. There's going to be something you're going to be able to find wherever you go. Um, native commerce, native shops are growing and they're out there. So make sure you go do that. All right. Last thing on tonight's show is I do want to um, we have an interview with our friend Larry Yazzie. Larry is a champion dancer and the founder of Native Pride Productions, and that is a group that literally travels around the world putting on cultural presentations and educational resources. He recently came back from Croatia and Europe. He's sending a, um, a group from Native Pride Productions to South Africa in December. He is educating the world on native culture. So without any further information from me, here's an interview with my friend, Larry Yazi. I'm here again. I'm so excited to have you back. Larry, thanks so much. Please introduce yourself to anybody who out there maybe hasn't le- met you or seen you on powells.com before. Let people know who you are. Good afternoon, everybody. Our, my name is uh, Larry Yazi. I come to you from the Meskwaki Nation of Central Iowa. Um, I'm very honored to to work with Pawas.com on many different levels, uh, from um, promoting Pawas.com wherever we go. I run a Native American production company called Native Pride Productions, based out of Florida. And today is the first day of uh, Native American Heritage Month in November. Uh, we are literally all over the country every day of uh, November, so I'm very honored to be here with you, Paul. 
That's awesome. I love it. Larry is a busy man flying all over the place. And recently you've been overseas too, right? You've, you've been uh, touring some a little bit further than just North America, right? Yeah, we just recently returned back from uh, Switzerland, um, Freiburg, Switzerland, different parts of Switzerland. And immediately after the Switzerland tour, we jetted off to um, Croatia, uh, split Croatia. And we, we spent the whole week in split Croatia with the... Um, with the uh, uh, called the festival, I forget what the name of the festival is, but uh, it was a it was a cultural festival, both Switzerland and Croatia. That's awesome, and you know, I occasionally get emails from people in Europe wanting to come over and not just visit America, but when they come, they want to learn more about native culture. They want to go to a powwow or maybe visit a museum. I'm curious, going over there, kind of, what's been the reaction from the Europeans? And are, you know, what you know, are they curious about it, or what? What kind of questions and comments are you getting from them? Well, since I've been going back and forth to Europe for the past uh, 20 years now, it's all pretty much the same, Paul. I mean, we get the same questions all the time. You know, <laughs> are all tribes grouped together? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, how do we live? How do, what do we eat? You know, some very typical, uh, stereotypical questions we get. So I see it, it's a, there's a need for what we do, uh, right. both Native Pride Productions and Powers.com. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm curious to see as more things like Killers of the Flower Moon and, and TV shows and other things are starting to highlight different parts of Native culture. I'm hoping that maybe we will start getting different questions um, you know, as, we, as, as more people kind of see maybe some of this coverage on TV and then with the work you're doing. Um, all right. So Native American Heritage Month is here and I know you're doing, you're doing all, you're going all over the place and doing some great, um, uh, you know, performances and education. Um, for you, what, what do you want people to know about Native American Heritage Month? If, if maybe they are not able to get to one of your performances or, you know, what is it about this month and what can people take away from it? It's a very um, special month to me because it uh, allows me to educate and not only to educate, but also inspire, inspire our audiences from the youth to the adults, to the elders, because even the adults and the elders, you know, sometimes they are, um, they have no clue or they're, they're, they have a, maybe a little inclination of, what uh, Native American culture is all about. We're, and I will say this, we're not just in history books. We're not in, just in museums on display. We're, we are alive, well, strong. Our language is still intact. Our ceremonies are still going on. Our, our sacred fires are still burning in our sacred lodges even today. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, uh, that I think is really important when, when you're out there educating is that people do get locked in, in the idea that Native cultures may be stuck in this, you know, 1800s of what they've maybe seen in a Western or something, right? And it's it's exciting, and I love it when people get to go to powwows, but I also love it when they can go and see something like you because you're going to get not just you know general powwow dancing, but you're going to get you know your music and your your flute and um, maybe an eagle dance or something like that. So um, you're getting a little bit more of a uh, maybe a tribal focus or a little bit different focus than just general powwows. Um, all right, so in, in the next couple of weeks, where, where are all you going to be? Let the people know. Is it is anywhere people can catch you? Oh, man, top of my head, Paul. Let me think. <laughs> we're, on our, we're on our way to uh, Miami for the uh, Atatheke Museum near Miami, Florida. 
yep. for a festival starting Friday and Saturday. From there, we go up to uh, Jacksonville, Florida for the uh, first time ever um, Native American festival at the MOSH, the, the Museum of Science and History in Jacksonville, Florida, with uh, uh, the city of Jacksonville uh, getting involved because ever since I moved to Jacksonville a couple of years ago, we've been working with the city and mm-hmm. they've embraced our culture. And then from there, I go to uh, Minneapolis uh, for another uh, corporate um, event at Mystic Lake Casino. And from there, we go to New York, um, Atlanta, and Pennsylvania, and wow, a couple other places just the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Native Pride Productions, you guys have been doing some amazing things over the last few years. And you recently mentioned you might be kicking off a few more projects. You want to tell, you got any information? Can you share about some of the other projects you might be working on with those? Yeah. Um, ever since we went through our rebranding uh, phase um, earlier this year, our production company and new website has just been taken off. I mean, we literally get a request or inquiry every day, maybe twice a day. Um, so we are looking to expand our roster program. So we have a unique roster program. And how it works is, say a client wants a, a corporate event in L.A., uh, Los Angeles. So we have, we have um, talent in the L.A. area that can fulfill um, that uh, requirement to uh, do an event. So it's a very unique, um, uh, I would say, roster program that we have. And so my wife, Shauna, did a wonderful job because she owns her own uh, successful environmental company. So she restructured my company. And that's how we were able to even collaborate even more with uh, Powers.com. So I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, it's really exciting. So if you are out there, maybe if your corporation is looking to bring in um, and maybe do a cultural presentation or... Um, if you do work for a, a school or anything else and you need, you're looking for these kind of presentations, please make sure you reach out native prior productions online. Uh, go check out Larry's stuff. He's like, you he said, he's got people all over. He's going all over, but he's also got some people that can maybe get to you in your local area. If you're, if he's not able to make it there. Um, yeah, we have, we also yeah. have a, a unique, um, event coming up too, that just popped into my head, Paul. Oh, yeah. is, uh, uh, first week in December, um, we're sending two groups to um, uh, over international waters. One of them's in South Africa, and the other one is in uh, India. So I, unfortunately, I'm not able to go because I have another fulfillment that I have to um, do in uh, the Quad Cities of uh, Iowa. And they've been they booked me over a year ago. So just in that uh, in that time frame, we have three events: one in the Quad Cities of um, Rock Island, Davenport, and Moline. I'm doing a, a week-long residency, and then we're sending a group, the Roberts family, down to South Africa, and another group um, to uh, India. Uh, that, that's fantastic. That's really amazing, and, and it's, it's exciting to see that. You know, I, I know we have you, you've done a lot in Europe, but now you're starting to, to branch out India and in South Africa. That's amazing. And um, or is it? Are these kind of presentations, do you know yet, are they going to be cultural exchanges? Are there going to be other folks there it's some, like you've done in some of these others? Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, they are. They're uh, distance through the, uh, the U.S. State Department, so the U.S. Embassy with um, um, Calcutta, India, and uh, 
South Africa. These are both U.S. Embassy uh, Arts Envoy tours. So, which means the the U.S. Embassy will be escorting the Native Pride dancers through throughout customs and through the venues. So they'll always have an escort uh, yeah. going to these venues. Oh man, that's so exciting! That's it's really cool that uh, these dancers and singers are going to get not only to be able to share their culture, but really learn and experience some, some world culture and, and be in a a completely different place. I mean, those, those two are very unique places. Uh, definitely on my bucket list. That's really exciting. Yeah. That's well, cool. we try to send you Paul. I know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I, and like you, I, I've got a commitment already in December. So, um, well, uh, Larry, I, I know you're, you're getting ready to fly off. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, I, I did want to ask one more thing. So uh, when you're doing these cultural exchanges, you know, and, and talking to people, you have you, heard from people what what is it about native culture that's attracting people to it you know with, i feel like we're kind of in a um a renaissance where like i said earlier we, we're getting lots of tv shows lots of movies and, and you're seeing more of it in pop in, in pop culture um and it feels like more people are relating to the culture but are you hearing from people that watch your presentations and what's what is it that hits them and, and are getting them in, interested in it well, if you remember about a, over a month ago, Paul, um, earlier this year, I was booked by a talent agency in uh, New York City to come up and do a photo shoot. And so um, after working out the details, you know, we were able to find a time to fly up to New York City for this photo shoot. And they still didn't tell us what the, um, the, the photos and videos was for until a uh, couple months ago i started getting messages from people from all over the country <laughs> yeah, and say hey yeah. i saw your your photo on a billboard in san francisco uh, new york city times square uh, minneapolis um uh japan uh switzerland so it was for iphone the iphone 14 um, mm-hmm. so it was the iconic uh, fo- mid-air photo in the air that they captured and put it all over the world so after that i started getting lots of calls because of that uh, billboard campaign, yeah, that was that. That photo is amazing. Um, if, if anybody hasn't seen the billboards, we'll, we'll put a link in, in the description of the video. Make sure people can go check out that. That picture is really amazing, man. Congrats on that. That was that. Was uh, really cool. Thank you, Paul. You know, it's people yeah. like you and people who follow us on our social media that uh, continue to inspire us and follow us because sometimes they're having a bad day and. Just a little thirty-second reel, you know. It yeah. literally lifts up their spirits, Paul. Yeah, it's it. You know, I got a message just a few days ago. Um, somebody watched one of our our powwow live streams, and they and that's what they said. You know, that they aren't able to travel anymore, and being able to watch videos online helps them feel connected, and they don't feel as isolated. So that that that's amazing. And so we're trying to do it online. You're doing it in person, and I, so I'm hoping by doing this, more people can feel connected and still feel like they're part of, of their, their home, their culture. It's really awesome. Um, Larry, thank you so much for spending a few minutes. I know you're, you're a busy man. You're getting ready to head on, head on a plane. So thanks for, my, for spending a couple minutes. my plane minutes. over there. There he goes. <laughs> Our safe travels, my friend. I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. Talk to you later. I appreciate Larry. Yes. Somebody commented, Larry travels more than me. Yes. The, the man is all over the place, uh, literally all over the world. And it's so cool that he's able to now um, build a team that he can send other places. Uh, super exciting for him. And so I appreciate Larry always coming on and doing that. Um, and again, you know, if you've got something out there, if you, if, 
if your company needs uh, somebody to come and do a presentation um, or if, if you're working with some kind of organization out there that needs this, reach out to Larry, Native Pride Productions, and he can definitely help you out with that. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. I really appreciate that. Don't forget, our contest is running the Explore Native Challenge, powwows.com slash win. And as promised, here's your bonus code for tonight. This gives you extra entries into the contest that only you all get. 977-8892. 977-8892. Go over to powwows.com slash win. Enter that and you will get a special bonus code. You can look for those bonus codes again all over the website in emails, uh, on our lives. It's going to be on the live streams this weekend. Um, eighth generation has even hidden one on their website. They're all over. We've hidden, uh, over a hundred so far. So lots of different ways for you to enter. Um, safe travel. Yes. I, we all, you know, I'm hoping, uh, always hoping for good safe travels for Larry as he continues to travel around the world. Hey, Marshall, thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I'm glad I had so much good news to share with you. And it's, it's because of you all that we're able to do these things. Uh, so I really do appreciate that. We, we were very fortunate to get to travel. Thank you to Choctaw again for hosting us for the Choctaw Day and trusting powwows.com again to stream their powwow again this year. And thanks to you, the viewers. During the weekend, we had a social media reach of over, over 1 million people and I had to run some more stats for Choctaw this week. Since the powwow, we've had another million people reached on social media with the content from Choctaw Powwow. That is unbelievable. Over 2 million people reached on social media. Crazy. That That is a lot of people that got to see Choctaw culture and the Choctaw powwow. Awesome. Awesome. And thanks to you for making that happen. And thank you for being supportive. And, and we really appreciate all that you do for us. Remember, if you're going to shop next week or anytime, powwows.com slash Amazon, get us a little commission from Amazon as well, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful night. I appreciate you being here and spending time with me. A little longer show than normal, but I appreciate that. Next week, we're going to have uh, another you know, more special content coming um, again, part of Native American Heritage Month. And th so thank you for being here for that. Look for that. And next week will probably not be live. I'm going to pre-record it because we will be traveling again, traveling again. Um, we're going down to Florida, uh, spending Thanksgiving at Walt Disney World. Uh, as you can see by if you know what this is, uh, it's a Disney World shirt I have on. My daughter starts her job with Disney World in January and uh, she wanted to go down and spend one more time in the parks before she actually starts working there. And so we're heading down there uh, for the weekend and uh, start planning out her. She moves in just two months now. She moved to Florida for her eight-month Disney College program. So one last trip to Disney World for her before she becomes an actual cast member with Disney World. So that's where we'll be. So next Thursday night for Thanksgiving, I'll have a pre-recorded show. Uh, so I hope you'll join me and watch for that. And then I'll be back live the last weekend in, in November. Don't forget our live streams this weekend from Fort McDowell. Next weekend, at the, um, Thanksgiving weekend, we'll be at Porch Creek. Thanks again. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get to spend some time with the family. Get outside. Hey, go play a round of disc golf. Give it a try. It's a fun sport. Easy entry. Discs are pretty inexpensive and courses are free to play. So get out there and try it. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.